Shalom. Welcome to the Sage Saith podcast. Number 20.05.23. A rendering of each of seven episodes. Episode number one, A Year with the Church Fathers. Live and talk like a Christian. In his letter on the perfection of the life of solitaries, St. Basil gives advice that applies not just to monks and nuns, but to every Christian. No matter what we do, it should be obvious that we're Christians and that we take our commitment seriously. Inspired scripture tells us many things that everyone who is eager to please God ought to do. But for right now, I think I need only remind you of what I've learned from scripture itself to address the questions that have come up among you recently. In that way, I'll leave detailed evidence behind me, easy to understand, to inform diligent students, who in turn can inform others. The Christian ought to have a mind that fits his heavenly calling, and the way he lives and talks should be worthy of the gospel of Christ. The Christian should not be doubtful, and nothing should lure him away from remembering God and his purposes and judgments. In every way, the Christian should become superior to the righteousness that was under the law and neither swear nor lie. He should not speak evil or do violence or fight or take revenge or return evil for evil or be angry. The Christian should be patient no matter what he has to suffer and to reprimand the wrongdoer when it's appropriate not with a desire of vindicating himself, but of reforming his brother as the Lord commanded. No Christian should think of himself as his own master. Everyone should think and act as though God gave him as a slave to his like-minded brothers, but each in his own order. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23. St. Basil, letter 22. In God's presence, consider, even in casual conversation, do I always remember that I'm a Christian? Can other people tell from the way I live and the way I talk? Closing prayer. Father, only with your help can I give you the praise you deserve. Let me live the faith I profess, trusting in your promise of eternal life. Episode number two through the year with Thomas Merton. The sane ones. It is the sane ones, the well-adopted ones, who can without qualms and without nausea aim the missiles and press the buttons that will initiate the great festival of destruction that they, the sane ones, have prepared. What makes us so sure, after all, that the danger comes from a psychotic getting into a position to fire the first shot in a nuclear war? Psychotics will be suspect. The sane ones will keep them far from the button. No one suspects the sane, and the sane ones will have perfectly good reasons, logical, well-adjusted reasons, for firing the shot. They will be obeying sane orders that have come sanely down the chain of command. And because of their sanity, they will have no qualms at all when the missiles take off. Then 
it will be no mistake. Raids on the Unspeakable, episode number three, Magnificat, May 2023, volume 25, number three, item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 16, verses 23 through 28. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. I have told you this in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you clearly about the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I do not tell you that I will ask the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have come to believe that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Item number two, meditation of the day. Ask and you will receive. Whoever asks should ask for what is useful. We are speaking now of prayer. You must pray to God in such a way that it may avail the salvation of souls with faith and perseverance, because our prayer extends not to oneself alone, but to the entire city. Let each one ask grace for God for the love of Jesus, notwithstanding that you are a sinner. And because we all have need of the grace of God, we must ask it. Therefore I say that you should tell your sons and your daughters to recite five Our Fathers and five Hail Marys to the end that the good God shall send unity and concord among all people, and that he may put into the hearts of all that which shall be above all to the glory of God and the salvation of their souls. If you pray only with your lips, it will avail you nothing. I will tell you what befell one of our friars. One of our friars was praying with his lips alone, not having his heart in anything he was saying. While he was praying in this fashion, the head of a dog appeared to him, which moved its mouth as he did, signifying that his prayer was no better than a dog that moved its mouth. At every time of day, it's good to pray, but the morning is better than any other hour. Why the morning more than all the rest of the day? Because in the morning the mind is quiet, and we do not complain of being weary from the day that is past. We have rested through the night, and, being free from passion, our thoughts can be lifted up to God better than during the day. And our thoughts can be lifted up most of all at the break of day. A second reason the morning hour is a more fitting hour than any other time of the day. Do we not see that the savage beasts, wolves, foxes, and other beasts, when the sun rises and they see the light, straight away seek darkness and hide themselves? They are like demons. The demons have more power at night than by day because of the sun of illumination that God gives to the soul. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book. Number one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Romans 
chapter 12, verse 3, many a man thinks he has an open mind when it's merely vacant. I would warn every among, everyone among you not to estimate and think of himself more highly than he ought, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance. Golden Nugget number 2, inspired by Psalm chapter 16, verse 8. Character is not made in crisis, it is only exhibited. I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. Swallowing angry words before you say them is better than having to eat them afterwards. From the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled. With a harvest from his lips, he is satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Episode number five, Chesterson, Day by Day. If the authors and publishers of Dick Deadshot and such remarkable works were suddenly to make a raid upon the educated class, were to take down the names of every man, however distinguished, who was caught at a university extension lecture, were to confiscate all our novels and warn us all to correct our lives, we should be seriously annoyed. Yet they have far more right to do so than we, for they, with all their idiocy, are normal and we are abnormal. It is the modern literature of the educated, not of the uneducated, which is avowedly and aggressively criminal. Books recommending profligacy and pessimism, in which the high-souled errand boy would shudder, lie upon all our drawing-room tables. If the dirtiest old owner of the dirtiest old bookstall in Whitechapel dare to display works readily recommending polygamy or suicide, his stock would be seized by the police. These things are our luxuries, and with a hypocrisy so ludicrous as to be almost unparalleled in history, we rate the gutter boys for their immorality, and at the same time that we are discussing with equivocal German professors, whether morality is valid at all. At the very instant that we curse the penny dreadful, we encouraging, uh, dreadful for encouraging thieves upon property, we canvass the proposition that all property is theft. At the very instant that we change it with encouraging the young to destroy life, we are placidly discussing whether life is worth preserving. The Defendant Episode 6 Reflection When a man acquires a Christian conscience, he zealously labors to correct his life and to please God. For him, all else becomes of little importance. We have examples of such men, not only among the great aesthetics and spiritual fathers, but also among powerful rulers. Emperor Theodosius the Great provides us with such an example. For a brief time he fell into heresy, but afterward he repented. St. Ambrose, his earlier critic, spoke over his lifeless body. I love this man, 
who, divesting himself of all imperial insignias, bewailed his sin openly in church and with sighs and tears begged forgiveness. What ordinary men are ashamed to do, the emperor was not ashamed to do. After his glorious victory over the enemies of the empire, he decided not to approach Holy Communion until the return of his sons, because his enemies had been slain in battle. Episode number seven quotes from St. Augustine. It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels.